The year was 1984, and I had just received a new stereo system that had a turntable, a cassette tape, and an 8-track in it. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. Back when uh, all we had was analog uh, media, but, um, but I didn't have any music. I needed, you know, I didn't have anything, like I had the system, but I, I needed something to play on it. So I went to my sister and I'm like, do you have any records to, records are these old disc-like shape things. So <laughs> do you have any records that I could play? So she handed me a stack of records and it was uh, Journey Evolution, Captured and Escape. And from that day on, I was hooked uh, on, on Journey for years and years. Uh, and years, I saw them first in 86 at the Coliseum, and I just saw them two weeks ago, or a week and a half ago, um, at Glendale Arena, 12th row, center stage. <laughs> and uh, I haven't stopped believing since 84. <laughs> but I love the band, I love the music, and I, I particularly love the, the guitarist, uh, Neil Schoen. He's, he's my favorite guitar player for all kinds of reasons. And um, about 15 years ago, with a side band, he came and he played a, a small club in Scottsdale. And of course, I went out to see him, and they actually had meet and greets afterwards. So I was able to go outside and, uh, and chat with him for a while about guitars, and then he found out I was a priest, and the same thing happened with him that happens with everybody else who finds I'm a priest, especially if they were raised Catholic. He started to tell me his sins. Not a lot of them, but, you know, a few. And, uh, but it was, it was pretty neat. And uh, we had a really, really nice conversation. And, and uh, I was able to thank him for, uh, you know, the music that he's made, which has made a huge, huge impact on my life. Um, it, was, it was a neat experience. Do you believe that happened? Do you believe I met him? You do? Some of you do. I did. It really happened. It happened exactly like I just said. But it's interesting to consider, why do you believe me? I mean, I actually do have a photo of the event, but it's not with me, right? Um, I have his, his autograph, but, but you believe me because presumably you know me Right? And there's some level of trust established after all these years of being together. And also you think, well, why would you lie about that? I mean, that's, that'd be silly. But it's because of trust, right? Well, if we transition that same sort of idea to the question, do I believe that Jesus rose from the dead? Why do we believe it? We believe it generally because we have testimony, right? And, and the, the testimony we have was ultimately written down, and it was put into a book called the Bible. Jesus didn't come on a book tour. He didn't have the Bible with him. With him. It wasn't like, hey, I just gave the talk, now buy my book. It didn't exist. So all you had was Jesus doing his thing, teaching. It was all oral, you know, uh, tradition and handed on orally. And then at a certain point, the early apostle, well, the apostles said, we better write this down, right? You get the Gospels, and then you get Paul writing his letters. 
And when they speak of the resurrection, they speak in a certain type of urgency because they know, you can tell, that they just know this is going to be hard for people to believe. And so the first reading, the second reading, there's this, in, this urgency that comes through. No, I saw him. This happened. I know it sounds crazy that was taken out. I know it sounds crazy, but he was dead. He was buried. We went to the tomb. He was gone. And then he appeared to us like it happened. We're telling you it happened. And by the way, Jesus said it would happen. The apostles didn't really kind of get it. That's obvious through the scriptures. Like they didn't really know how that was going to work out. There's probably a part of them that when he said he was going to die and then rise, they were thinking, well, die, okay, but rise? How's that going to work? But the Lord said it would happen, and then it happened, and then you have all of these people who witnessed it, and they talked about it, and they, they began a new church. Well, he began the new church on Peter, and they continued to worship and practice this new Catholic faith in unity with, the, with one another. And many of them uh, would, would go on, just about all of the apostles, would go on and give up their lives. They would be killed for their faith. They would be killed for their insistence that they had seen the Lord and that he had risen from the dead. It's difficult anymore to really know who to trust. I mean, do we, do we really trust the media? You're like, well, I trust the one I listen to, but I don't trust the other one, right? And that could be, do you really trust politicians? Do you, I mean, some of you might, I don't, I, I heard a, quite a reaction over here, but you know, some of you might, I'm not judging you. Uh, do we trust priests and bishops? Do we trust science? Do we trust scientists? Do we trust police? Do we, I mean, there's a really, a, it's really difficult, I think, for us today to know who to trust and to where, where to put our trust. I think much of, many of us are very skeptical of a lot. And I think there's a good reason to be skeptical. However, if we're going to trust someone, if we're going to risk it, if we're going to go out on a limb and say, okay, I'll, who am I going to trust? It, it has to be Jesus. Like if there's one person we can trust, it's got to be Jesus, who is God, who told us, I'm going to die, I'm going to rise again. It's in, the, it's in the scriptures, and then it happened, and there's all these eyewitness accounts. If we, if we can't trust Jesus and those who are the closest to him, then there really isn't much use going on as Christians, as Catholics. We, I think we need to get to a point, if we're not there yet, where we risk trusting God, where we risk saying, you know what? If there's one person I'm going to try to trust, it has to be my Lord Jesus. And why? Why should we trust him? For those of us who believe, it's one of those things where it's just in your bones. Like you can't get rid of it. If you believe, you just believe, you just know. 
And those on the outside who aren't really at that point of belief or are, are, are unsure, to them, perhaps it might look a little strange or odd or they might even be critical of it. But when you have an experience of Jesus Christ and you know that he is with you, it never leaves you. It never leaves you. And finding Jesus Christ or him finding us, allowing him to find us, is something we would never give up. Just like those early Christians who are willing to be killed for their beliefs. We could never give it up because it's just so much a part of us. And it doesn't matter if we're, you know, good Catholics or bad Catholics. There's probably a few bad Catholics here. If you're a regular, you know that I call all of us bad Catholics. We're just all pretty bad at it, and it's okay. But no matter where we're at with our Catholic faith, it's really hard to get rid of believing in Jesus because once it sinks in, it's just there. And it means the world to us. Those of you who aren't sure, those of you who are skeptics or those of you who maybe are just completely resistant, the truth of the matter is this. The Lord Jesus will never abandon any of you. He will never abandon any of us. In fact, it's even more than that. He is ready and waiting for every single person to accept him into their lives. It's not hard. It's not filled with guilt. It's not filled with shame. It's meant to be a free act. And wherever you go in your life, even if even if you're at a place now and maybe you stay at that place of unbelief or resistance, I want you to know that he will always be there for you. Even if you don't know that he's there, even if you have your back turned to him, he's still there. And perhaps in one moment, one moment of need or crisis or suffering or whatever it is, you might choose to reach out to him. And he will be there for you every time. Now, Father, you don't know the things I've done in my life. I've heard confessions for 22 years. I know exactly what you've done. Not particularly. There's only 10 commandments. Holy cow. You might say, how, how, how bad is, is bad enough that he'll never accept me? He will always take you. His death on the cross was enough. That that act of love and sacrifice for all of us was enough, was enough to cover your sins and everybody else's sins. It's a great day for us to rejoice. It's a great day for all of us to be here. No matter where we're at in our walk with God, let us truly celebrate today that he has risen from the grave, that he has opened up heaven for us, for every single one of us. The Lord desires our salvation, and we'll give it if we merely ask. Please stand.